Hey folks, thanks for being a member of the Cafe Insider community. In addition to the Cafe Insider podcast and my weekly note, you also get bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. It's going back to what we were talking about with respect to what motivates voters. Do you have any way of thinking about the taxonomy of people who vote based on policy versus those who vote based on culture? Or is there overlap? Are there people who do both and it's in a different proportion depending on the person? Like, How do you think about this debate between actual policy and culture? I mean, I think that there can be a haughtiness um, from people about how people vote and that somehow some vote is more legitimate or more worthy than something else. And I honestly think that that arrogance has gotten um, campaigns and parties into a bunch of trouble. I think that for, you know, I, I was the Times reporter for Elizabeth Warren, right? And there are, there, there is the truth and the accountability piece of what every plan she put out was saying, right? But I also did a story about how she can put out 20 plans about racial justice if they did not communicate trust and belief among the communities in which had targeted them. Isn't that just as important, right? Isn't it just as important that the people who are supposed to be the targets or beneficiaries of policies actually believe the person putting them forth, you know? That, to me, matters also. And I think that, like, when you spend time with voters, you recognize that people come to this from a lot of different places, right? I remember meeting a voter who was torn between Bernie and Bloomberg, right? And there's, like, a way, (laughs) right? right? Like, I remember talking to this person for, like, a while who was torn between Bernie and Bloomberg. And I think, like, in the Twitter version of how politics works, that person makes no sense, because of Bernie, you know, is destroying systems to like make things more equitable and hates billionaires when Mike Bloomberg, blah, 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 all that stuff. But like, that's not how everyone most, and I would say actually most people come to their votes, you know? They come to it by saying, I want a guy who feels strong on their values. Like, I want a guy who will stand up to Trump. Now, did it matter that that voter specifically wanted a guy? Yes, totally. But at the same time, acting as if those people don't exist or acting as if um, campaigns should only communicate to people in one language, I don't think it's a winning strategy. To me, the best campaigns communicate to all of those people. They communicate to policy people and they communicate to vibes people also, you know? And, and yeah, I think because people are people. And they're not doing all their homework. And they're not creating spreadsheets. They got lives, you know? Like, they can't sit around and think about all 20 candidates offered yeah. forward. Well, I'm glad they lives. have lives, unlike, <laughs> unlike you and me. But speaking of the vibe, and I'll end with this, because it's interesting you mention it. Last week, we had in the show Governor Gavin Newsom of California, uh, who Kara Swisher and I interviewed live yep. at the Code Conference out west. And it's interesting just hearing the reaction from people, friends of mine and listeners, about him. And, you know, he's putting forward policies and proposals. He's also engaging in these gambits with respect to Texas and Florida, and he's advertising in other places. And he will, he will spout policies and facts, but he all, there's a, there's an attitude there of, you know, aggressiveness. A, what do you think about that? B, do you have a sense of how viable he is for the presidency? Newsom. Newsom. 
I think that he reflects a growing kind of axis of Democrats who recognize that they are... Right, it, I think, again, talk about the limited ways in which we think about voters. I think he's a good example of this, right? There's moderate versus progressive, which I think was takes up too much space in how we delineate Democrats. And I think particularly in the last election, it was like you have these two progressives and Bernie or, and Warren, and then you have like moderates. I don't really think that that's how most Democrats think about themselves. And I think that's particularly true in the current era where even someone who you might think of as a moderate Democrat, say even Joe Biden, has come up against recognizing there are real structural barriers that the party has to speak to, right? That they have to speak to filibuster. They have to speak to the courts. They have to speak to judiciary and other things. And I think that there's a, a Democrats in Newsom and J.B. Pritzker in Illinois who are basically pitching themselves as the updated form of the establishment. Someone who has experience in history, but is not tied to the same rules in the old way, reflects a younger generation and reflects the urgency in which a lot of Democrats are speaking of the Republican quote-unquote threat right now. In my opinion, that is the promise of the Newsom lane of candidate, is to seize on not an ideological difference between the parties, but basically representing the urgency people want from Joe Biden in a more uh, uh, in, a, in a younger, fresher package. I think that there is real space for that candidate in 2024. I just also think that the establishment is establishment for a reason, and it is a hard, hard thing to overcome an incumbent president who wants a second term. And that doesn't mean it's an impossible thing, but it will be, I think, it, 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 I don't think we can underrate how much of a seismic uh, uh, break from tradition that would be. Well, that's assuming Joe Biden runs again. If he doesn't, uh, if, I mean, if he doesn't, you assume it's open season? Okay, Warren, every piece of reporting evidence and every, both publicly and in my own experience, tells me Joe Biden wants a second term. Two. Like, if he, if he doesn't, it is certainly open season. Yeah. I think even if he does, it could possibly be open season, depending on how November goes. Thank you again for becoming a Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Tuesday and stay tuned every Thursday. 